0: The following program is brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations, and the views and opinions may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this station today on the travel guys
1: in the travel news it's definitely the year of the dog at united airlines while over at alaska airlines the pilot apparently couldn't keep his hands off his co-pilot we have the tawdry details
0: at 320 in our smarter travelers segment mark warns you about the dangers of buying two one-way fares on two different airlines sometimes called hacker fares by the search websites they have their own special set of possible challenges for travelers who buy them
1: Tom and reporter Steve LaRosa spent an afternoon eating their way through a potential new culinary landmark in town. Their report comes up at 3.35.
0: Finally, if you travel as a family or with one or more children, you'll be interested in what's new at Legoland. The Southern California theme park has some impressive new additions. To, and we're going to tell you about it coming up at 3.50.
1: It's Sunday afternoon, and we're coming to you from Salt River Fields in Scottsdale and the KFBK Studios in Sacramento. Welcome to the latest edition of The Travel Guide.
2: On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. I've got two
0: tickets to paradise To go to Alaska, to go north to rush Welcome everyone to another edition of the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. I'm Tom Romano in studio. Mark Hoffman is well at one of his favorite places of all time: spring training in Arizona. Mark, uh, uh, welcome to the to the show. I hear a little baseball in the background. Tell us what field you're at. What's going on? Give us a little play by play.
1: Well, we are at uh, Talking Stick. Um, here in uh, the greater Phoenix area. Actually, this is in Scottsdale, um, watching the Giants and the Colorado Rockies. The Giants are doing quite well right now, up 5 to nothing. This is really, Tom, there are a variety of ballparks around the Valley of the Sun where spring training games take place. Um, this is the newest stadium, and it is by far also the very best facility here in the Valley of the Sun.
0: You say it's called Talking Stick Field or something like that?
1: It's Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. I see. So, okay. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, Talking Stick is a uh, Native American casino property here, so they have built um, a ball field that adjoins uh, the, the property and a shopping center and some other things here. So, the greatest thing about this ballpark, just though, is its creature comforts. For the fans, there's a lot more room here to move around. Um, there are fewer grandstand seats where you have 18 inches on a, on a slab and uh, in more actual seats where each person has an actual physical stadium seat. So it's really a very, very nice facility. Of course, there are literally uh, tens of thousands of people roaming around the Valley of the Sun uh, for the rest of until the middle of next week or next weekend, I guess, is when spring training will come to a close and the teams will make their way uh, across the country to begin the regular season. But for now, um, nobody's won a game in the regular season and nobody's lost a game and... uh, Hope springs eternal no matter what your team is.
0: All right, and you're there, of course, uh, as always, year after year with uh, sports leisure vacationers uh, traveling there. I understand you had yourself a a nice dining experience. Tell us about that.
1: Oh, yes. This morning we went to uh, the Wrigley Mansion for uh, Sunday brunch, which is really a treat here in town. If you're ever down in the, the Phoenix area... Um, they have a wonderful restaurant at the Wrigley Mansion, and on Sundays they do a terrific Sunday brunch. It's not inexpensive at $59 uh, plus tax and gratuity, but it's really an elegant experience. The views are unsurpassed for anywhere in the valley, and if you're ever headed this way, I, I strongly give it uh, a two thumbs up to go to the Wrigley Mansion and... Try Sunday brunch or perhaps a dinner one night or something like that. Another one of our favorite restaurants here in the Valley of the Sun is uh, Rustler's Roost, which is a great place to get a steak in the evening. Uh, kind of an old, uh, old-time sort of western kind of place that packs them in and is in uh, the Mesa Tempe area, Rustler's Roost. Lots of great places to eat down here.
0: Well, all right. I, you know, I, my mouth is drooling just to wander over and grab with all those things. Plus, you know, to get some ballpark food, you know, I, and I know it's expensive. If the hot dog guy comes by, wave him down for me, would you? And in the meantime, yeah, you got it. All right. In the meantime, at the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date on what's been going on in the, uh, in the travel news. And with the latest and... Uh, <laughs> We've got a lot of it. Mark Hoffman now with today's uh, travel news update. Mark.
1: Well, and of course, um, the one thing that is the top of everybody's mind this week is a whole incident with the animals over at United Airlines. Um, Let's see if I've got this right. Um, First of all, a flight attendant tells somebody to put an animal up uh, in the overhead, maybe not realizing that there's no ventilation up there and that the animal happens to be of a breed that doesn't do well in those types of situations, the animal dies. Um, Then it turns out that United takes another animal and it's supposed to go to Kansas and uh, that animal somehow ends up in Tokyo. However, the animal got the experience of a lifetime for an animal, certainly for anybody. Um, A private jet back to the United States for the animal and then comes word that uh, still another incident with United Airlines involving a dog A flight from St. Louis to LaGuardia, apparently an animal was put on the wrong plane. So the plane made an unscheduled stop in Akron, Ohio, in order for the animal to be able to get off. United apparently compensated all of the folks on the plane for the extra stop and delay um, to say that they are probably just a little bit afraid of getting caught with another animal in the wrong place. This is phenomenal, Tom holy cow
0: i'll tell you that what kind of uh what kind of luck is that uh to you know continually have issues with uh with pets traveling you know it's uh not gonna hopefully they get it they get it right here pretty soon i, I would rather hear something something else some good news with the airlines what else you got
1: well okay here we've got an alaska airlines uh pilot apparently uh, flight to Seattle, Seattle to Minneapolis, the pilot's a male, the co-pilot's a lady. Uh, Betty Pina, the, the co-pilot, she was a uh, 39-year-old co-pilot. She said the pilot asked her to join him for uh, pizza and drinks in the hotel. Uh, she starts to drink her glass of wine and notices she starts to feel a little funny. By the time the second glass of wine arrives, she can't keep her head up. The pilot helps her back to his room, and she wakes up in his room on his bed um, in an undesirable situation that we won't go into in great detail here on a family radio program. But nonetheless, um, she is now suing Alaska Airlines, uh, saying that this pilot uh, had his way with her. And uh, so, my goodness, I, 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 I'm just wondering if it's, if it's not safe for animals to fly and it's not safe for co-pilots to fly, uh, who is it safe for? Speaking of airlines here, Southwest Airlines has an excellent sale going on right now it covers a good portion of the beginning of the summer so if you are considering a trip uh, June July August I would strongly suggest that you take a look at the Southwest Airlines site I don't often bring up airline sales on this show because they happen frequently and some of them are frankly kind of bogus um, four times a year Southwest has a really really good sale and that sale is going on now it ends tomorrow also another uh, note here about Southwest the state of Hawaii the Department of Transportation for Hawaii has granted Southwest landing permits in the state of, H- of uh, Hawaii, specifically in Honolulu, but it seems as though Southwest has also asked for landing permits at at least one other Hawaiian airport. Uh, they hope to Southwest hopes to announce routes and start selling tickets later this spring. No word yet on where and how often Southwest Airlines will fly to Hawaii. Tom, you're a Southwest man. Would that be a Uh, an incentive for you to go to Hawaii if Southwest suddenly had destinations
0: there well this year particularly so because i took advantage of their uh, of their companion flies free uh, for one year if i take out a took out a southwest uh, credit card and i didn't have one uh, probably should have but i took that out and now uh, my wife stephanie she flies free with me everywhere and uh, we've been wanting to make a trip over to the islands even though i was hoping to go on a much larger plane with a little bit more leg room and a little more comfort, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think I could put up with it if uh, we're going to fly for half the price. So, you know, I I have my eye on that one very closely.
1: And, you know, Tom, the the reality is that if you were to fly on a 737 over to Hawaii as opposed to a white body with United or American or Delta or one of the legacy carriers, um, really and truly Southwest is still giving folks a little bit more leg room. Um, two more inches than American and an inch more than United and the same as Delta. So the reality is that right now, um, wide body, narrow body, your body, my body, um, United, <laughs> I mean, the Southwest kind of has the best leg room. But it'll be interesting. That would be quite a deal. You're right to be able to get. To use a companion pass on seats to, uh, to Honolulu, that would be more than, a, more than a good deal. It would be a, an outstanding deal. Listen, th- th- speaking of things that are outstanding deals or things perhaps that are not, we talk a lot about resort fees on this program and how, uh, how, how much the hosts detest them. think they are incredibly unfair. Um, bad news on that front in Las Vegas, the Venetian and the Palazzo have raised their resort fees to $45 a night. It's really oh hard oh to believe $9 resort fees found at uh, at Aria, Bellagio, Caesars, and the Mandarin Oriental and the Wynn Casinos, $45. You know, Tom, I can remember a time when you could get a good room on the Strip not that long ago for less than $45. Right. And now you can't even pay the reason. That, that, it's just, it's unbelievable. I'm really and truly... It's just unbelievable. I strongly encourage folks to try and find, you know, there are some nice hotels near the Strip, and there are some nice hotels downtown, uh, many of whom that do not recharge these bogus resort fees. So, and if you get stuck with paying one somewhere, make sure you let the hotel know how you feel about it. And finally, last item on the news today, uh, we reported last week that American Airlines was giving United some hassle over some expansion plans at O'Hare Airport. Apparently, American figured out that United was going to get a little bit more out of the deal than they were. Uh, They have worked it out now. United is still going to get a little bit more out of the deal. But O'Hare is going to create three common-use gates. Not sure how that's going to work, but apparently it'll be an airline free-for-all at three gates, and American has decided that's okay and allowed the $8 billion expansion of the airport that they had previously agreed to, to go forward. And that is your travel news for today.
0: And we are the Travel Guys. Follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. And coming up after a little tiny break, we'll be back as we uh, jump into our Smarter Traveler segment. You don't want to miss it. That's next here on the Travel Guys. Thanks for listening. We are the Travel Guys, Tom Romano and Mark Hoffman. I'm Tom. Mark is in... uh in Phoenix, Arizona, is it Phoenix specifically, Mark, or you're in the Talking Stick area? I get so confused here when you when well, you leave town.
1: We're at Talking, we're at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick, which is in <laughs> Scottsdale, which is a suburb of Phoenix.
0: And you're right now you're on the Talking Stick, I think.
1: Hi, that is it. I'm here. The Giants are playing the Rockies live. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a full ballpark behind us here. I have just stepped a little bit aside to uh, join you for the travel guys
0: here well it's uh, pretty exciting knowing that uh, just only a, a few feet away there the San Francisco Giants are uh, are playing baseball and and we have you making people smarter a tra- smarter traveler right there from the stands I have to ask because I know our listeners are curious are, do people look at you funny are they saying what is it who is what is that guy doing he's yeah. not even paying yeah. attention to the game.
1: Yes. uh, In between, during the break there, um, the security guy came up to me and and said, you know, excuse me, but, you know, I'm supposed supposed to say something to people who look like they're doing something out of the ordinary, and you look like you're doing something out of the ordinary. So, yes, I didn't get arrested, so fortunately I'm still here for the Smarter Travelers segment, but uh, when we get done with this, um, you're going to continue with the radio program and I'm going to go back and watch the rest of the baseball game.
0: Okay, that works for me. All righty, uh, let's make people smarter travelers. Now, uh, we're going to talk about booking one-way fares, and what happens if you happen to be trying to book them uh, using different airlines. And I, I've, I've got to guess that, you know, this came about because sometimes people will try to do this to to save a few dollars, I'm guessing.
1: There's no question about it, Tom. There's really two instances here that we're talking about. Um, one is where you choose to take two different airlines. You're going perhaps one way on Southwest, and you've decided to come back on Delta because of schedules, fares, um, whatever. Uh, Your decision is that it's better to go different to use different airlines for different directions. The the super hacker fare is where you use two different airlines in one direction. Um, You're going outbound or you're returning. Uh, Let's say you're going you're going to fly American Airlines to Dallas and then you're going to pick up Delta Airlines and go to Atlanta Uh, for whatever reason. That's the way that you need to do it. And so the cheapest fare is that way. But there are some some hazards involved when you get into two airlines. Let's take the simple one first, of where you you use two different airlines in different directions. So you're flying all the way to your destination on one, and all the way home on another. Here's the problem, Tom. Let's say on Monday afternoon, you're gonna fly from Sacramento to New York City on Delta Airlines. Got it. And you're scheduled to return on Monday morning on United Airlines. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say for something goes wrong, and that flight on Friday afternoon doesn't go. Uh, maybe the, maybe it's wintertime, and the weather is bad in New York City, so all flights, and this has happened three times in the last few weeks. It may happen again next week, they say. Um, airports are closed. Virtually all flights are canceled. So now you're not going to New York City today, and maybe there, there are no seats available the next morning. Or maybe, for example, the event that you were going for now that you can't go on Monday, well, heck, um, there's no reason for you to go. So you say, well, I'll just call and cancel my ticket. Aha, but you're on two different airlines. So instead of having one cancellation fee of 150 bucks, or if you were Southwest having no cancellation fee at all, now you're going to have to cancel two airline tickets. And it's likely, again, unless you're flying Southwest, that you're going to incur not only one, but perhaps two cancellation fees. So remember that, that if you get into a situation where you have to cancel those tickets and there's a fee attached, then you're going to get hit with twice as much fee as you would if you were just flying one airline and it was all together. Here's a little bit more intricate situation. Let's say, for example, you're flying to New York City and you're gonna fly, the example we gave, American Airlines uh, to Dallas, and now you're gonna pick up Delta Airlines and go to New York City, and that's a great fare, and you're thinking, boy, you've really gamed the system, except that your departing flight is late. For whatever reason, it doesn't operate as scheduled, and now you can't make that second flight. Um, The other airline doesn't care that you booked on one of their competitors, and now you can't make their flight. They're not going to be helpful to you. They're not going to rebook you. They're not going to do anything to help you. And now you're going to be stuck in Dallas or have to buy a full fare ticket on another carrier to get to ultimately to your destination or cancel. Your flight and again if you cancel two separate situations you're going to be hit with two cancellation fees also one airline let's say for example there's bad weather in Dallas and American Airlines says well you know we can't fly so we'll let you out of the ticket and there's no no fee to cancel just fly on another day but what about that Delta airline ticket that you were connecting to it's hanging out there and Delta decides their flights can operate from Dallas and now you're really in trouble so there are a lot of bad things that can happen when you combine airlines, particularly if you combine them in the same direction on the same trip. Be be very, very careful. Of course, checking bags is out of the question. You'd have to be carrying things on. but. The, the landscape is littered with people who thought that they were buying a quote hacker fair and beating the system.
0: Well, I rem- only
1: to find out that they did
0: Yeah, well, I remember uh, Tomboy here uh, with uh, with your help and uh, Michael's down at the uh, the office there. I was going to try to fly to. Uh to Orlando and then I was going to come back by way of Houston and I was changing airlines and so forth and and you know, one of the things that really was... Uh was the ugly part and you you kind of brought that up right there at the end is that if you're flying with one airline and you do have luggage and we always do you're going to have to leave the uh, leave the terminal and go to baggage claim your baggage and then go back through security to board the other airline and if you're running behind you may never make it but anyway like you say bad idea all the way across
1: Well, and sometimes folks think, well, I'm flying to City A, I'm flying to Dallas, and I'm staying the night. So flying out on a different airline the next day is not a big issue. But, again, you get into those situations. What if the first flight doesn't go, um, and, and, and now you've got something hanging out there, and the reality is that your cancellation penalties and fees could double and or triple. Also, here's what happens often, Tom. People forget to cancel that second flight or that, that return on the second airline, and then they're a no-show, and now they've lost even more money. So be very careful. If you're not an experienced traveler and you're getting into one of these fares where you're using multiple airlines, you might be better off to pay a travel agent 25 or $35 to, to write that ticket for you or to convince you to talk you out of it. Uh, because just consider what the upside is and the downside is in some of those situations. And some, so, sometimes the downside is so much greater than the 50 or 100 or $200 that you're going to save. And plus, you have to consider, too, is it a total leisure trip? It really wouldn't break your heart if you didn't get there, or is it someplace, something that you absolutely have to be there? Uh, My suggestion is bite the bullet, stay with one airline and go there. Um, You you, you may consider yourself to get a a real badge of courage because you picked a hacker fare, and maybe it will work for you a few times. But the one time it doesn't work could very well offset all of those times. Um, when it did. Thomas, before we go here, I think we have just a couple more minutes. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this whole airline thing with the animals and stuff. Y- you know, I, I know you've, we- we've, we've talked before. You try to travel with your dog. Um, Correct. Packed away just like it's supposed to be.
0: Under the um, seat. I would know- never, I would never, ever let anyone ever put uh, one of our animals in a an overhead bin. I don't even, but anyway, continue.
1: I'm going to suggest that's going to be a long time before anybody suggests that to anybody. Uh, Again, I mean, that was a stupid idea to start with, but um, anyways, I I really don't like to see the animals on the plane to start with, but you know what? If the airlines are going to accept people's animals, animals are like family to a lot of people, and uh, they, they cannot keep handling animals in such a poor way or, for goodness sakes, making a plane divert because they've got an animal on it that shouldn't be on the plane. They wouldn't divert that plane for you or me. Um, nope. So I, I'm just suggesting that it's um, – the, the airlines need to get their act together or they need to stop accepting animals, period, because this is going to – picking up the newspaper every day and having to reading the latest uh, dog tale on United Airlines is, is, is getting a little bit boring, frankly. The airline needs to get its act together, particularly United, and do what's right um, by these people or they've got they should be telling them that, you know what, we, we don't have our act together and we just can't take animals. We're having enough trouble getting the people there.
0: Well, they have that option. You know, it's not mandatory that they do. Uh, a lot of airlines for a lot of years uh, did not, only a few.
1: Well, I, I, I can see it, but I just think that if if they're going to take animals, then people have to be reasonably Uh, secure in the fact that their animal will be safe along the way. Thomas, um, time for for me to go. You guys have got some terrific um, radio coming up, including you and Steve went on a little bit of a road trip right in Sacramento.
0: We did. Off to the Milagro Center, uh, a relatively new destination here in Sacramento. Uh, We're going to eat our way across the Milagro Center. You're going to find it very entertaining. Uh, If you haven't eaten in a while, you're going to be... You're going to be drooling by the time we're done. We are the Travel Guys. Again, follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. We're going to break for the news. We'll be back. on Hi there, Tom Romano here, we are the Travel Guys, and I'm here with what's going on guy, Steve Larosa, at the exciting Milagro Center here in Carmichael. Now, we've all had it happen to us. The family wants to go out to dinner, but you can never agree on one place. Mom wants a burger, the kids want pizza, dad wants Mexican and maybe a beer, and you all want something different for dessert. Well, Steve has found the place to satisfy us all wonderful choices with a common dining area, the Milagro Center. Steve, let's take a walk around and see what we find. We are at Giotto Gelato.
3: Yes, this is our Snickers flavor. It's one of our uh, most popular here. Um, We make a batch of it probably a couple times a day just because it goes so fast. My name is Alina. My mother-in-law owns this place. Um, It's a private family-owned business, and not only do we serve gelato here, but we also serve fresh pastries, coffee, and tea.
2: There's some interesting desserts right over here. Very artistic. You want to talk about those quickly?
3: Sure. So we have our Peanut butter chocolate cookies that's also filled with uh, in between it's filled with uh, with our gelato that one I, I believe it's also a snickers and we also uh, make s'mores and the real velvet uh, scones and um, we also have chocolate gelatos that's filled with it's an ice cream like ice cream bars mm-hmm. and the outside of it is 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 a very hard chocolate and it has a gelato filling in it as well and we we also make cookies and apple pie gelato. It's filled with uh, with gelato in there. So, and also we have marshmallow gelatos, which is very popular here.
2: And Tom, who is going to town on that Sorry, Snickers. Sorry, i have
0: my mouthful. That's okay. Go ahead. What do, you, what do you think of the Snickers? Oh, G- this is great. Don't bother me. I'm eating.
2: Okay. Well, thank you very much for uh, helping us out today. And um, come on down to Milagro Center where uh, Giotto Gelato is serving up some really visually stunning desserts here.
0: Awesome, awesome. In fact, go to TravelGuysRadio.com. We will have pictures of these goodies uh, for you to, to drool over. Our next stop here at the Milagro Center, we are at Janie Cake. Steve?
2: And with us is the actual Janie, Tom. And her display case is like a work of art. But it's not only the stuff she sells here at Milagro Center, but her claim to fame also is she does some of the most beautiful wedding cakes and special occasion cakes that you'll ever see. Am I right, Janie?
4: That's right. We actually have won uh, Sacramento's A-list for best wedding cakes two years in a row, and that's what we specialize in, and we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah.
0: I see a uh, what looks like a chandelier and it looks like a cake all at one time. What am I looking at?
4: Uh, That is a display cake up there on our chandelier. We put one up there because we do actually hang cakes and suspend them from things, real cakes. And uh, it's something we've started to become known for in the area, so we put one up there as display as a part of our chandelier. Well, everything we do here, our whole basis is over the top. Right down from our miniest of desserts, finger desserts, everything is gourmet. We make everything fresh here daily. Uh, There's no store-bought preservatives or bulk items. Everything is just cooked down fruits and freshest ingredients. And then the designs are all over the top, and uh, we take everything to the next level.
0: Okay, we're going to take a couple pictures and make sure that you can see Janie Cakes at TravelGuysRadio.com. Stop number three at Milagro Center. Steve, where are we? Tom, we are at River City Brewery,
2: and we are joined by the owner himself, Steve Cunio. Thank you very much.
0: You know, I've heard your name a lot. You guys have won a lot of awards over the years for brewing.
5: If we can make it till October, we'll be celebrating our 25th year here in the uh, greater Sacramento area for uh, 22 and a half of those years. We were uh, downtown Sacramento, um, and then the new arena displaced us, and we needed to find a new home, so we moved out here to Carmichael, and it's uh, been a a great uh, place to relocate. Uh, We have great patrons out here.
2: And, Steve, uh, you also have an extensive menu. Could you tell us some of your highlights on your
5: your food menu? Yeah, it's a pretty eclectic menu. Uh, It's more than just your traditional pub fare. I mean, you can get your – you know, we're well-known for our burgers here and our our chicken wings uh, and fish and chips and things like that, but you can also get – you know salmon, and we have a, an awesome uh, uh, Asiago uh, chicken that 's roasted uh, we have ribs uh, so and then all kinds of salads it, it, you know it 's really a pretty eclectic dining fair here I've
2: got a question for you. What do the people of Carmichael have to say about? Uh, not only your restaurant, but Milagro Center opening uh, what a year and a half ago was it?
5: Yes, uh, when we opened in uh, June of uh, 2016, the uh, community just uh, welcomed us with open arms. So it's been a, it's been uh, great to, like I said, relocate out into this community. Uh, and uh, since other rest or as other restaurants opened in the center, uh, you know there hasn't been a loss of uh, patronage or anything if anything we're gaining more and more because more people are discovering the center and more and more people are coming out to milagro so i think it's been a win-win for everybody the community and for all the uh all the businesses here in milagros steve uh, tell us
0: where we are and who we're going
5: to talk to
2: tom we are at the patriot uh one of the outstanding restaurants here at milagro center and joining us today is Andrea Ryder, who is the executive chef at the Patriot.
0: Tell us about the experience, the dining experience people can expect here.
6: We have a really wide open space, uh, live music, probably the largest sit- sit-down bar in Sacramento. and. What we're doing here with our culinary is we are going kind of back to old classics, but with a, I wouldn't say a modern twist, I'd say more of an interesting twist. Um, we do things like short ribs and house-made gnocchi and a couple smoked items. We do a poutine, um, a lot of different things, people, things that people are familiar with, but elevated a little bit more, so you can actually say I've not had that before.
2: And you have a pizza oven.
6: We do. We actually have three pizza ovens. Um, We're kind of in the direction of an artisanal pizza right now. We'll be going back to doing a little bit more New York-style classics. Um, You know, We make our dough twice a day. Everything's artisan-made in the house right now, Um, so it's a really great pizza. How's the whole Milagro Center thing going over with uh,
2: the people of Carmichael? And in your opinion, uh, or what have you witnessed, how far away are people coming to this destination?
6: You know, I, I know that we're getting a lot of locals, and I I think a lot of locals that are coming in and people that haven't come in before are saying, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, we haven't been here before. I'm surprised, and we, we need to come back. I, we're getting people all the way from Midtown and a few people from Davis that I know about. Um, so it's definitely a destination uh, worth coming to.
0: Okay, we're at uh, Fish Face. I'm here with Charles. Charles is the is the general manager, uh, and he looks like he's the chef, too, because we're watching
7: him cook. Uh, see pictures at TravelGuysRadio.com. Poke is uh, a, it's a Hawaiian thing. It's like a fish salad, essentially, or deconstructed sushi. Um, we do rice separately, so it's just the fish and all the good stuff and sauce mixed up, and you get to build it all on your own. So.
0: Well, tell me what makes Fish Face different than the rest.
7: Well, we do ours custom-to-order. So you get to pick all your toppings, all your proteins, everything from start to finish, and uh, it's always fresh and always the best ingredients available. So
0: you know, uh, there's a, there was a uh, a chef at another restaurant real close. I mean, within the stone's throw, who uh, when I says, well, where where do you eat? And uh, she pointed over here to your place.
7: Awesome, that's great. Yeah, we love to have all the local restaurants eating in here, and we uh, patronize everybody else in here in the Milagro Center. It's a great little family atmosphere in here. Uh, okay, so we're going to do a taste test. Yeah, I've got a couple of our classics here set up for you guys. Our Spice 41, which is the uh, crowd favorite in the neighborhood, and then the Classic Ohaku, which is like the traditional, simple, broken down, very classic uh, bouquet. So.
0: Awesome. All right. Excuse us. Okay, before the travel guys head to our next dining destination, let's stop for a minute and check out uh, this incredible banquet facility. So, uh, Steve, who's our special guest?
2: Joining us right now, Tom, is Sierra Brashears, and she is... Well, she runs everything around this place. But, Sarah, specifically, what's your title and what do you do here?
7: Um, well, it depends on what I'm doing on my title. Uh, but since we're in the event center, um, I am the catering operations manager. We have an 8,000-square-foot event center that we service here from the Patriot Restaurant. Um, we can hold 350 people seated or 700 standing. So it's pretty big space with its own waterfall and its private patio and a fireplace. Now,
2: this is quite... Uh, quite a thing for Carmichael. Uh, is it like the only thing of its kind right now in the Carmichael area?
7: Yes, it is because it's, it's different in the sense that we are um, near restaurants so a lot of places want to go to a restaurant and they want a big catering facility because they love their food. Um, so yeah, we're different in the sense that if you come to a restaurant and you love it and you want a big space, we can do anything from 40 people to 300.
2: Well, joining us today, Tom, is Ernesto Delgado. Now, what are the stars of the
8: menu here at Mesa Mercado? This restaurant specializes in the what I call the origination of Mexican food, so in particular to Oaxaca and Mexico City for the menu and even for the decor. The dishes themselves is like the mole poblano, uh, uh, the arrachera with a enchilada where you can have uh, green, red, or mole sauce. Uh, something people love is getting three enchiladas with the three different sauces. And that's really an exploration of flavors for the guests. Uh, and, you know, they always have a hard time deciding which ones they love the best. <laughs> now, tell us about the bar, too. Well, the bar specializes in uh, fresh juices. Uh, we specialize obviously in tequila and mezcal. Our, you know, signature drink here is a, a tamarind margarita with a uh, black volcanic salt, and it has a touch of mezcal and a touch of tequila. It's truly an amazing uh, explosion of flavors, as I like to say. Uh, Milagro Center is just, it's really, truly what drew me here uh, to Carmichael. It's such a beautiful center and the the beauty of it is that you can go and uh, have multiple experiences you know in in a few hours without getting in your car and you know as a family you come here and everybody could go and grab something different and then meet in the center courtyard and enjoy a nice uh, family time together you know we all love sometimes different things so this is the perfect environment and it's great because you can walk around with a margarita here whereas in traditional restaurants you know you purchase a margarita you can't leave and here in this setting you can buy a margarita here and then walk around the whole center, you know, with a glass of wine and walk out to the courtyard, sit in front of the fire, uh, and just enjoy a really nice outdoor experience.
0: Our last stop is Insight Coffee Roasters, uh, right in the heart of the Malagro Center, and we're with Spencer. Tell me what it is about Insight that makes
9: it a little different than most brewing houses. Totally. So... We focus on the quality of our coffee. We roast all of our different origins. We don't just uh, like blanket roast them across the board, but we try to bring out the most balanced flavor that we can from each coffee. Our roaster, Daniel, spends a lot of time uh, sourcing the highest quality coffees he can and then dialing in a roast for each one that leaves it full, uh, sweet, and without any of the bitterness that you might associate with some other some other chains that I won't mention that sort of do larger batch roasting.
0: Tell me about the variety of uh, coffees that you
9: serve and, and the roasts that you do. We try to stay away from just roasting a hard and fast light or a hard and fast dark. Every coffee has sort of a sweet spot, and depending on where it's from, that sweet spot might fall in a different place, so we, we stay away from the far extremes of like super bright acidic or like super dark bitter. but. There's a spectrum in that middle ground of bringing out from chocolatey notes all the way down to like a bright fruit note.
0: Well, there you have it. The Milagro Center, 6241 Fair Oaks Boulevard in Carmichael. It's just south of Marconi. Pictures and details at TravelGuysRadio.com. Now, coming up next, off to Southern California to find out what's opening soon at Legoland. That's next on the Travel Guys.
7: I'm a lead.
1: Tom
0: Romano and Mark Hoffman with you. We are the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And when you think of Legos, what do you think about? Think about those little, tiny... Pieces that all go together to make something that perhaps you or your kids or your grandkids played with or play with today. You know, maybe you think about the Legoland the movie that was uh, out not too long ago, and or perhaps you have taken your kids or your grandkids or you've gone yourself to Legoland down in Carlsbad, down not too far from San Diego and had a good time well my special guest today is julie estrada she is the public relations director and spokesperson for legoland and she joins us here on the travel guys to tell us about some new things that are going on there that are very very exciting julie thanks for joining the travel guys
10: thanks for having me
0: well okay let's uh let's get to it uh What's new at Legoland?
10: This is an exciting year for Legoland California Resort. We are opening the first Legoland Castle Hotel on April 27th. This is an amazingly themed hotel. It's deluxe themed. We have three different kinds of rooms. um, Royal Princess, Magic Wizard, Knights and Dragons. And the kids, the families, it's designed for them to feel immediately immersed into the royal kingdom from the minute they walk into the Grand Hall.
0: And I understand that there's going to be uh, clearly some Lego sculpturing. I, I I don't know if that's what it's <laughs> called. You know, with pieces that use, you know, two, three hundred thousand pieces. What can ex- people expect to see? That's. Uh, that's Grand Lego
10: right so throughout Legoland California resort there are more than 30,000 Lego models created out of more than 60 million pieces of Lego bricks so our master model builders have a huge job in the new Legoland Castle Hotel more than 2100 Lego models are being installed we just got some in last week for the first time there are some Lego dragons that to me really look like like gargoyles but they are fantastic colors bright reds and yellow and white and about uh, two and a half feet tall maybe a foot and a half wide and those are going in all the knights and dragons rooms um, they'll sit up on top above the beds and some of the other models there's this grand wizard who will be in the grand hall standing above everybody creating his magic potions and there's a royal statue model that's out front made out of more than 250,000 Lego pieces that'll have a, a king a knight a princess and a queen
0: Now, we're nearing the grand opening. Uh, Do do you have a date, and uh, when can people start uh, making their reservations?
10: You can make reservations now. Legoland Castle Hotel is opening April 27th. We're already taking rooms. It seems right now Knights and um, Dragons are taking the lead as far as the most popular room choice, so I'm curious to see what comes out on top by the time we open on April 27th.
0: You know, it's not just theme parks, it's, it's, it's everywhere we go when we travel and when we travel, and there's this thing called dynamic pricing that's been going on, where if you go at a certain time of the year when it's really busy and really popular, there's a pretty good chance it could cost you a little bit more or at other times when it's kind of slow, a little bit less. Does Legoland have any dynamic pricing? Uh, How does that work?
10: I always recommend going to the website. I'm a mom. I have two kids. I travel a lot. And whenever I'm taking them someplace, I go on the web. And then use your common sense. People are going on the weekends more than they're going during the week days. Always Tuesday, Wednesday, midweek, you're going to get a cheaper price than you would if you're traveling on a Saturday or a Friday night. That's just the norm anywhere. Um, That goes for hotels. That goes for... Um, If you're on air flights, it goes anywhere that you're traveling to. So the same would hold true to the theme parks. But your deals you're going to get are the earlier you purchase a ticket, the better deal you're going to get.
0: What advice can you give, uh, particularly the first timers in regards to negotiating the park? What time to show up? What particular attractions that they should go to first? Julie, what do you have, uh, what advice do you have for our travelers?
10: Plan ahead of time. The more you plan, the more you prepare, the better off your trip's going to be. Get online, get on the websites to check the heights, to check what rides your kids really want to go on. There, oftentimes, I see parents taking them, to, thinking what they want to go on, but really the kid has his mind set on something else. And it's, it's designed to create memories for them. So check ahead, look at the heights, know what they can get on so they're not disappointed if they go to a ride and they don't reach the right height requirement, for one thing. For two, oftentimes families go to the left of the park, go to the right to start. Mm -hmm. Um, Our park is very much designed like a circle. Miniland USA is in the middle, where you can see different cities replicated out of Lego brick. If you go to the left, there's more rides for younger children. You go to the right, it's a little bit for the older. We're designed for families with children ages two to 12. Um, But the pre-planning is great. And the other thing is to use your technology. We have an app, most theme parks do. Get online, or get on your phone, Use the app, because the app will tell you wait times. It'll tell you food and beverage discounts. It'll tell you fun facts around the park. And if you're in line, it'll tell you little things that you can do um, to, to make the day go a little quicker and to have more fun.
0: My guest, Julia Estrada, public relations and spokesperson for Legoland, brand new castle hotel uh, opening up in in April around the 20... the twenty seventh. 27th. The twenty seventh. Uh, once again, go to TravelGuysRadio.com, dot com and we'll we'll have a, a link right there so that you can. Uh, find out more. Julie, I, I know that in anticipation of joining the Travel Guys today on the radio, the, I want to make sure that there wasn't something I forgot to ask you that you wanted to tell folks about, so here's your chance.
10: Oh, oh go out Legoland vacations it's something new we started last year if a are looking for a hotel room, if Legoland Castle Hotel is booked. If Legoland Hotel is booked, we'll always tell you the best deals in the hotels around the area.
0: Legoland, uh, let's see. If I'm not mistaken, she indicated that it's primarily for kids 12 and under. But, you know, if, if somebody hands me a a box full of Legos, I I still like playing with them. Mark, did you, did you have any Legos as a kid?
1: I did. I did. I was definitely a Lego man, so... Uh... I could, I might be able to get into some of those castles and stuff they were talking about.
0: Awesome. Well, we're about wrapped up here on the Travel Guys. As always, remember uh, links to everything we talk about can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. And uh, particularly uh, if you get a chance to get out to the Milagro Center, uh, be sure to tell them the Travel Guys sent you. Mark, final words.
1: Dance like nobody's watching. We're having a good time at the ballpark. I'll see you next week in Sacramento, Tom.
0: All right, my friends, you stay well. We are the Travel Guys. See you next time.